Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess and your coach, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figure Chick 911. We're talking tonight to the ladies. Gentlemen, you're welcome to stay. But we've added in a segment to our Training and Coaching Academy called Women of Strength, and it is a group, it's a community, actually, of women, um, form to support a woman in her many roles and to, I think, more specifically pour into a woman as as you're going along, you know, doing your best and championing your goals, but also nurturing your spirit so that you can continue to give as much love as you have in your heart and add your own feminine twist and flair to the things that you, you you love to do and the people that you love to to give your love to so that at the end of the day you're living a life that is full and passionate and vital and fulfilled so that's what women women of strength that's the the outpouring of it Um, With that group, what we really like to do, again, is to pour into you ladies and give you some inspirational content, but also some very concrete tools, tactics and strategies that you can apply towards your unique situation, whether this is personal or professional, particularly when you are looking to what we call move your station. So that's, it's about advancing yourself. And again, this could have personal or professional implications. And it's been my experience that there's a couple different types of women. There's women who are very, what's the word, uh, maybe stern or direct laughing because I'm thinking like, hmm, I wonder which one of these I fall into. (laughs) Very clear in communication, um, logical in thought process, and not too phased by a lot of things, but still has like a big, beautiful heart. And then there's other women who are 100% heart-led, and there's just so many feelings all the time. And neither one is better than the other. You know, one has strengths and the other one has, you know, the opposite strengths. And that's, I think, what makes a woman so beautiful and so unique is that even amongst us, there's different personalities and, and different ways that we handle situations. But what I will tell you is that when you're looking to advance your station, particularly when it has to do with let's say, separating yourself from bad environments, from destructive relationships, and or moving your situation financially. You will never be able to get ahead when you are leading with feelings. Okay? Love is separate than feelings. When you're leading with feelings, it just creates a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And learning, we call this learning how to command your emotionality, 
when you coach and you train with us, that it's actually a learned skill. And contrary to what you might be thinking, commanding your emotionality is not about removing your femininity. It's not about removing your emotions at all. What it actually is, it's a, it's a, it's a habit. But the coaching and training that goes behind it is teaching you how not to base either life decisions or make executive decisions based on how you're feeling because feelings are temporary and they're very, very fleeting. They don't stay. And I'm sure any one of us on this call, you've passed through different times in your life where you've made decisions because you were feeling angry at the time and then you have to turn around and basically (laughs) eat crow because you said something that you regretted and it really injured a relationship or, um, you know, you you lost out on opportunities or... you know what I'm saying because you were of how you were feeling at the time and there's an important distinction to make that first and foremost feelings whatever your feelings are your feelings are always valid but again when you're looking to move your station you cannot allow your feelings to make judgments for you decisions for you And what I'd like to do is actually tie this into what's a very, very high level skill. And it's the ability to to read and interpret energy. (laughs) What? Okay. So uh, I know that sounds like a lot. So let's, let's unpack this and we're going to, we're going to take a giant step backwards and I'm going to open with a question, ladies. And the question that I'd like to ask you is this, have you ever walked into a room And there was nothing like physically in the room to give you indication that something was wrong. There was no conversations being held where you like walked in and there was like people yelling or or anything like there was nothing literally that you could see, hear, smell, like that would ever give you indication that something wasn't right but you walked in the room and you felt like "Mm, something ain't right in here do you know what I'm talking about like that gut feeling that you get you don't even have to like you can feel it sometimes even as you're approaching a room you don't even see the people in there just something isn't right it like gives you like the heebie-jeebies like something I don't know what it is and you're trying to like rationalize with yourself as to why it's okay there's really nothing here that seems like anything is out of you know order but you know as you know time would actually tell your gut was a hundred percent right like seriously like it it, that's how it is right like you just like ooh, I knew it I knew something was wrong or you could like feel the tension in a room without without anybody even speaking okay what you're actually doing is you're actually interpreting energy when you come across situations like that same thing if you sit next to somebody, if you're on public transportation uh, and you sit down and the person next to you sits down and you just feel like, ugh, ugh, right? Or just like, I don't, 
I don't want to be here. I don't like this. And you automatically, whether or not you you think about this, your body actually automatically responds to this. And if when you start to pay attention now, what will happen is that you will actually turn your body away from that sort of an energy. And you can see this clear as day when you're when you have kids. Kids are awesome readers and interpreters of energy, and so are animals. So if you ever really want to know like how your energy field is reading or you know the person next to you or whatnot, if you just pay attention to like the behavior of children and animals, they will they will tell you the truth every single time. <laughs> and usually with the kids, like they tell you, like they talk about it, right? It's like, oh shh, shh, shh. <laughs> but here's what I'm gonna here's what I'd like to um, share with you ladies is the fact that once you learn how to read energy, your life will never be the same in a very, very, very good way. Because once you learn how to read somebody's energy, you will, you'll never misunderstand their intention. How about that? So when you are dealing in relationships and you and this could be again personal or professional and I speak to such a broad like a broad um, grouping of women I know that I've got women on the podcast who are literally coming out of abusive relationships with individuals who are cunning and manipulative and emotionally destructive and abusive and you've had situations where you're not even sure if you're sane like the level of dysfunction was so high, your, your whole discernment, you're questioning because that other person was questioning you all the time and probably calling you crazy and doing things to cover up and you're coming out of that situation. And by the same token, I've got individuals on this coaching, on this coaching call, on this podcast who have a very, very high level of discernment and are encountering just a different season of life or new experience or maybe you change jobs or you're in a new neighborhood where you're like, well, maybe I'm just being paranoid and I'm going to tell you off the bat, you are not. A woman is given the gift of intuition, both gifts of intuition and discernment for a reason. It's, it's something that can and should be trusted because it's always right. Even without physical evidence that something is awry, and you know it. How many times have you ever said, like, I should have trusted my gut, like I knew something was off. And when you didn't, shit just not, just, it did not go well right? I'm going to encourage you to start dialing in on those two gifts of intuition and discernment. There, I, I believe they're housed underneath wisdom. So when you're saying your prayers, like you pray for wisdom and you will find that you will start to sharpen those senses. At least that's what happened with me where after that you just... There is no point in even trying to argue or, or rationalize anything to the contrary. You're going to be so solidly planted in your gifts that it's very, very, very simple way to live your life. And it can be really distressing in the beginning 
because oftentimes when you are, I'm going to tie this into your feelings and commanding your emotionality. I'm going to, they seem like they're not even related. So imagine like you've got your emotions on one hand and your ability to actually interpret energy like on a different side. Okay. It's like a zipper or a seam on a pair of pants or something like that. We're going to, we're going to sew the seam up. We're going to zipper the seam shut and bring those two seemingly very, very different, you know, concepts together that for a woman, especially my women who are very, very heart led is that that high level of emotionality, like flailing all over the place, I do believe is highly like part of the personality that you were born with, but it actually becomes a habit. And, you know, we don't need to get all like, you know, Freudian on you and stuff like that. But it, it's just something that oftentimes you will, you will get your needs met by having emotional outbursts, okay? Or being very, very emotional, having a temper tantrum or, or crying or, or something like that. And it's just, it becomes part of this cycle where you want to be validated, you want to be right. So it's partially rooted in ego, it's, it's rooted in habit, it's, it's rooted in you're not fully cresting into the woman who is 100% able to take care of herself. There's still a high level of expectation to be somewhat catered to, coddled, if you want to. And I know that that sounds honestly harsh, but that's been my experience with, with, and myself, I don't know that I would consider myself to be a hundred percent like heart led. I think I'm 50, 50. I actually, I know that I'm 50, 50, but in the times where I was way more volatile and labile in my emotions, I can honestly say by looking, having looked back at myself, like those problems or those issues of wanting to, you know, be nurtured and and taken care of or having expectations that somebody would, like I know that they were there. And when you get to the point where you realize like, hey, I'm here, it's 100%, you know, I may have people who support me, but there's so many times in your life where you're walking paths by yourself. Even if you have a man, you're, you're married, you have a man who can cover you financially. Like There's so many things that go in a woman's life where you're walking roads by yourself. Maybe you're... you're challenging a, a family tradition. You know, I've got a girl that I work with and she, her parents are like first generation immigrants. And we were talking about, you know, having health insurance and, you know, going to the doctor when you're ill and, and how she is challenging a lot of family, you know, traditions in that aspect. And then, you know, maybe it, it's something else that has to do with circle of friends or how you behave professionally or like, there's just so many different things that make up a woman as it is. And when you're walking along your path, you're navigating these roads oftentimes by yourself. Again, you can't afford to be caught up in your fields, but when you're going through all the different stages of your life and you're growing and 
You're learning how not to, you know, donate your time and energy to certain things that don't qualify for it. And then you're learning, you know, how to deal. <laughs> Maybe you could say, like, how do you deal with your mom when you get to a point, excuse me, where you have a challenge or a difference of opinion or, you know, the daughter is growing beyond what the mom is ready for. Like it happens in every single relationship and the relationship is adapting and changing that it can be very easy to be consistently caught up in handling situations with your emotions. And again, there, I I know that it, works in some times or situations I've seen, you know, women get certain benefits from that. But ultimately, there's going to come a point where being so wildly swinging with your emotions, it it will not serve you because you will never be able to grow beyond your levels of what we call personal development, especially as it pertains to income. Your levels of income will rarely, if ever, exceed your levels of personal development, which is why we bring that into our academy. Because I know, like you, everybody's got, you know, screwed up childhoods, everybody's got things that happen to them. And with men, they're just, they're, a lot of them are more prone to just either like blocking it out or just like chopping that part of their past off and like moving forward to get what it is that they want. Whereas I see women, and again, I used to be the same way, caught up in this cycle, like you're you're playing scenarios in your head and, you know, wishing you would have said something else. And then, you know, probably maybe this person meant this. And it's like this whole cyclone of crazy thoughts which are going on in your head and you're not making any progress. The only thing that's happening is you're just becoming incredibly exhausted by dealing in the feels all the time. Um, But what I'd like for you to actually invite yourself to start to consider is the fact that If you are one of those individuals whose emotions tend to swing back and forth or moods tend to swing back and forth even without being prompted or instigated, I'd like for you to try on a possibility that perhaps what it is is that your levels of intuition and discernment and ultimately empathy are so wide open that you actually start absorbing other people's energy and their moods and their emotions are directly tied to that. So here's what started happening with me and maybe this is something for you and then let's give you some some resources so you can <laughs> you know curtail curtail the, the madness if you would. I started noticing that my gut was a lot more accurate than what I had ever given it credit for. And I didn't notice it until I I recognized it while I was working as as a nurse. Like I use my clinical judgment. Clinical judgment is comprised both of intuition, I, I believe it's your gut and your knowledge, skill set, and then your experience 
of of navigated you know similar situations in the past like it's it's the whole summation of everything that you do and i honestly believe that the greatest healers do it that way they're not just 100% scientific and they're not just kind of like uh swinging wildly cowboys you you marry both of those and you are like you're you're unbeatable or you are like nobody there's nothing that you can't handle. Let me put it that way. Like you, you're the ultimate healer. And, um, in my personal life though, what I couldn't figure out was I, or what started happening rather was I started to almost develop almost like telepathy, if you would. And I know this sounds so weird. You probably weren't expecting this, but almost like predictive of situations that were going to happen actually that did happen a number of times and the almost to the point where I could actually hear or feel it wasn't almost it was actually on I'm totally lying it was on I could actually feel interpret other people's feelings and emotions and moods not even being in the same room with them I mean we're talking like stretching across zip codes and the first time it happened where I, I really remember like what the hell is going on I was driving on one of the expressways in Chicagoland area and you know you're zooming it you know, however fast everybody's going. And there was literally no reason for me to have bad feelings at all. I believe I was on my way to my older sister's house and just, you know, kind of driving along, jamming on the radio. And then all of a sudden, I just was in a terrible mood. I, st- I was like angry. I I think I started crying and then I was angry again, and this lasted for like 20 minutes while I'm just out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? I couldn't figure out what the hell it was. And what I came to learn several days later was that one of my, I'll call him a professional associate that I was um, working with, was having an argument with the woman who is now his ex-wife and he was in just a terrible mood and we had just gotten to talk like what were you doing this weekend blah 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 blah. and he told me that and it just for some reason it just kind of like rang a bell with me and I asked him well what time you know did you get into that that argument and and he said this you know this whatever time was probably about this time why and I said, oh, my God, I said, you're not going to believe this. I was driving along and I swear to God, like I was experiencing your emotions and I was like zip codes away from you. And fortunately, he's like probably just as, as nutty as I am. He believed me. And it's what I did was after that, it started becoming more recurrent. And what I would do, though, is I took a chance the next time that it happened. I sent him a quick text, just like, are you okay? And he immediately replied. He goes, I don't know how in the heck you knew that, but I'm not. And this is what's up. And it was from that point forward that I realized, like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. Like, am I psychic? I don't really understand. Like, what the hell is going on? But I'm able to interpret 
you know, people's emotions. I don't, I'm not sure what it was. And what I came to learn is that you're actually interpreting energy and, you know, everything is energy. You know, you learn about this in school where, you know, all matter is made up of, okay, here, we're going to get kind of like geeky science for a minute, but this, you'll remember what I'm talking about. All matter is made up of like molecules, right? Like molecules of, you know, whatever plastic is made of, or, you know, there's wood is made of molecules and molecules are made of atoms. And if you totally think back, like atoms have a nucleus and there's a proton and a neutron in there. And then there's the electron thing, which is like spinning around on the outside. Well, every atom has an electronic charge associated with it. And so does a molecule. So everything is basically vibrating at the atomic level. You just can't see it you know, but it's giving off energy at some, you know, some level or another. And that's just like inanimate objects, but people are the exact same way. You know, you've got hormones, which, you know, get flooded around when you're all up in your fields. And so oftentimes, think of the times when you just had like a sudden mood shift. This is what I came to learn is that you're actually interpreting and you're very, very empathetic and you're absorbing other people's energy. That's what's actually happening to you. And I don't even remember how I came across this resource, but there was a couple books by one particular author and the author, her name is Dr. Judith Orloff. I believe it's O-R-L-O-F-F. And I don't know how I ever even came across her things, but she was the first individual to introduce me to the concept of emotional vampires. And she wrote she's written a lot of books. She actually comes from like basic, not basic, traditional um, medical background and in psychology, I believe, psychiatry and started a whole new division of of psychological care based on um, like energetic. I don't know if I, if she calls herself an energetic healer. I can't remember. It's been such a long time since I've read the books, but I'm telling you, like life changing because once you start to understand like why people do what they do you're able to identify people who are energy vampires who are like sucking the life out of you and oftentimes like that's one of the reasons why you can have changes in your well-being changes in your your mood and your emotions because you're actually absorbing other people's energy so if you're one of those people who's like your your moods are swinging wildly back and forth, I invite you to actually get a couple of her books. One of them, I believe, is, is called Positive Energy. And I can't, what is the other one? One has a yellow cover. The other one has an orange cover on it. The Power of positive energy or something. No, maybe it was Norman Vincent Peale. I can't remember, but they're by Judith Orloff. One has an orange cover. One has a, has a yellow cover and you can even do Google search on her and you will be able to read because she's got a website obviously and blog posts and things. So you'll be able to read some of these things. And this is what we call personal development. And this is going to enrich you and start to, to assist you in discerning these mood swings that you're having or getting caught up in your feels all the time is are those feelings honestly yours or are you just absorbing somebody else's and now you're making executive decisions because 
basically there's like this energy cord which is binding the two of you and you're just like sucking up their energy. Or they have like their energy prongs are tapped into you and they're like sucking up yours. Like, do you get the visual on that and how wildly your moods can actually swing from that? So when we're looking at you commanding your emotionality, it's a very, very structured training program, if you would, and it requires discipline. But for each individual, it's very, very different. And I would beg to say that it's usually different when it comes to, you know, gender differences simply because how different women actually are from men, like obviously in, in so many different ways. When you start developing yourself and sharpening out who you actually are versus what you've been brought up to believe or behave or you know, even some of the situations where you are just what we call an empath and you're absorbing other people's stuff, the next step for you is to put into place some sort of a structure or or um, guardian barrier, if you would, to protect your energy field so that you are not susceptible to, you know predatorial energy, energy vampires, you know, anything that's going to siphon and steal your energy and or alter your mood. Does that make sense? So I know that that seems kind of like high. It, it is. It's a very, very high level coaching concept, like very, very lofty, like very up there and out there. But I promise you, if you are one of those women, as I had been in the past where I, I just was in my feels all the time and you know, I'd be happy and then, you know, that would like short period of time and then I'd be like mad and angry and sad and like it was like every second of the day, like I was having all these different moods and it was just, it was exhausting. That's, it was like literally exhausting. I just, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I, I, one of the things that helped me was removing myself from environments where there were a lot of other highly emotional individuals. Okay. Because it just like picture like a, a ping, like, um, not ping pong ball, a pinball, pinball machine on like crack. Okay. If you have like 12 different balls inside of there and they're all bouncing around all over the place. That's what it's like when you have a bunch of individuals who are highly, highly, highly driven by their emotions and their primal responses that you actually see in your limbic system. Like, so human emotions are based in root physiology and, and you've got different parts of your, your, your nervous system, which rise up, if you would, the levels of emotions that you have. But when you are looking to move your station, you don't have the luxury of of being in your limbic system or being highly emotional. You've got to be able to step back and respond to a situation, not react to it. But you're not going to be able to do that when you're always caught up in your feels all the time. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So what I'm, I'm here to tell you is that wherever you are right now and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if, if this is even me, if I'm able to do this. I'm just going to invite you to allow yourself to step into essentially what's a training process and start to learn more about yourself. You know, the purpose of personal development is to learn why people do what they do at least that's what I believe, because it assists you in, again, responding to a situation. But the ultimate part of it is for you to do the work on yourself. Because oftentimes, the things that trigger you the most about other people are things within yourself that you haven't reconciled with yet. And so I challenge you that Anytime you're wanting to, like, as we start learning this or you, you know, go and you get Judith Orloff's, Orloff's book and you start reading about emotional vampires, there's going to be names, you know, people's names which pop into your brain like right away. And you're like, oh my God, this person, this person, this person. And it, it gives you this sense at first that what you are reading, it validates your feelings. It validates what you thought was true all the time. And it really starts to sharpen your sitting on like the seat of pride. That's all that it does. And so what I want to remind you of is that, yes, it's going to assist you in identifying traits in other people so that you can sharpen and, and carve out your inner circle and and who you're going to be affiliating yourself with whether this is the personal professional level but the ultimate goal is for you to do what we call heart work and see those things within yourself and start cleaning those things out that's really that's how true transformation actually occurs it begins in your mind you're going to be reading books or you're listening to things on this podcast and you're like oh my gosh that totally that makes sense. Like that's exactly where I am right now, but it ends, transformation ends in your heart. And that's what we call heart work where you are now aware of the fact that you've got giant splinters in your heart and you've got to do some course correction on your own self in order to, what actually has to happen is you've got to heal. You've got to heal those wounds. But the splinter has to come out first before you can actually begin the healing process. Does that make sense? So as you continue your, your path, the next level that will happen to you is you will then begin to be able to interpret other people's energy. And, and for me, I was trying to think back, like, what was the entry point to being able to interpret energy to kind of put like a label on it or describe it so that I could come and, and train and coach all of you on it? I had to think, like, what was that portal of entry? And it had to do with, for me, identifying energy vampires. Up to that point, like, I always would say things like, oh, I just got a feeling. And sometimes, like, I call it my pressure sensor or center, rather. It's, like, in my upper chest area, kind of near my neck. Like, I just get this feeling like, oh, something's going to happen or something bad's going to happen. And it used to be that no one believed me. And everyone would call me crazy, tell me that I was hypersensitive, um, any number of names, but 
once you have a series of, I, I don't think wins is the right word, but a series of times where what you were uneasy about, like something happened. Okay. So it was like, I, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling. I, well, what's wrong? I'm not sure. I just feel like something dangerous is going to happen. Or I just feel like this, this, this people will start to roll their eyes until something happens. And then you're like, okay, <clears throat> now you have people's attention and now it, you don't have to explain it. Now they actually heed your hesitation in moving forward with a conversation or a project or a relationship or a geographic move or going on a vacation because your intuition and your discernment are so always on point. But that takes a while to develop and there's it's not an easy path unless you come from a network or a family of individuals who run their 24 that way. Like, I don't have a good feeling about this. That's the environment in which you were raised and everybody honors it. That wasn't the case with me. Um, I was kind of like the skew on the bell curve, or at least I was the one who was willing to call it out. Whereas most of the other people that I was around growing up either ignored that gift of intuition and the gift of discernment, or they were just too busy in whatever it was that they were doing to actually pay attention to it and ended up, you know, suffering, you know, some detriment to it. So when you're sharpening that, it's it's kind of a lonely road unless you're around other people who do it. But it's just like they say, like, trust your gut because that, that bitch, she always right, you know? <laughs> So how do we actually interpret other people's energy? Um, it, it comes, I don't know how to train anybody else on how to do it. I think there's a lot more to it than just energy because I think too on a subconscious level that when you're dealing with people, if they're talking um, or you can actually see them, you're probably taking in more information than what you actually realize, be it body language, facial expression, how they, um, you know, how much air they hold in their lungs, you know, how staccato and pronounced their syllables are, or are they kind of like lackadaisical, the tonality, the speed, um, whether or not they make eye contact with you. Um, you're able to take in so much information with every sort of like transaction, if you will. I'm not sure how to coach you on how to interpret energy. What I can invite you to do is press on the gifts of in intuition and discernment and pray for wisdom. Because for me, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened where all I did for like a straight year was just pray for wisdom. Um, it came at a time where I was in massive transition with my career, but also my personal life at large. And I didn't know what the next steps were going to be. And I felt like there was something that I was supposed to be doing. I didn't know exactly what it was. 
which, you know, I now know is, you know, this whole online coaching and training academy and, and the women of, of strength group. <laughs> but I had, I went deep into prayer for like the better part of a year and asked people to pray for wisdom for me. And, you know, my situation was continuing to get worse and worse and worse. I didn't know what the next steps were. So I asked people to pray, you know, that I would have wisdom. And after like a full, I think it was like a full year just the lessons that I needed to learn and the things that I needed to see became like crystal clear. And I made a vow to myself that moving forward, having come like totally restructuring my whole entire life from top to bottom, like relationship, you know, how we, we handle and not even just manage, but also invest finances and, you know, the backbone of the company and like every single thing was uprooted and probably examined for truth. And then there was a strong, a strong foundation of, of, you know, points put down there so that moving forward, how do I say that? There wasn't going to be issues where the energy or the feelings or anything was going to be in contrast with what I knew the truth to be. How about that? I, I, I'm not sure that I'm communicating the point exactly clear, but when I prayed for wisdom, what I learned along the way was really how on point my discernment and my intuition were and are and how easy it is to actually read energy and how easy it is to trust that energy and how much simpler it makes your life when you're getting bad vibes off of a person or off of a situation. But again, you have to be able to command your emotionality and ask for that discernment, like, are these feelings, are they actually mine or are they somebody else's? And then I started upping my prayers, like, Lord, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm having these 20 different feelings within like a, a 90 second time period here. Who, who is suffering this morning? Whose feelings are these? And I swear to you, a name would always pop into my head. And I would text that person and just say, you know, what's up? Are you okay? Or just even thinking about you. And I would always say a quick little prayer for them. And that was how I, I got through that aspect of it until, until the next level, which was, you know, then I was able to hear people's thoughts, which was really freaky. And um, then ultimately... It, I guess to a, a point kind of like predict events that were going to be happening. And that also was very, very freaky. And I certainly didn't tell anybody that I was able to do any of that stuff because, well, I mean, it sounded weird enough to me. <laughs> you know, like I, that's all I need now is telling people that I'm hearing voices inside of my head, but it wasn't actually like a voice. It was just, I guess, knowing I don't know how else to describe it. It was just like I knew I knew this thing. Like it, it just was as certain as like grass is green when I was predicting events. Like it was just like 
this is what's going to happen. And, and again, moving through the times when that gift, if you want, if you want to call it a gift, it probably is, was first starting to manifest. It showed up in my nursing career and it showed up in my nursing career while I was a flight nurse. And, um, (laughs) you know, that whole journey was so interesting because I never applied for the job. I, I was invited, um, three times, So I was fired twice and still invited back a third time. (laughs) So they always needed somebody who was able to step in and hold the fort down where there was no supervision and, and be able to provide high level care. And it was just like, hands down, like there's Nicole, like just get her back here. Um, But the last time that I was with them, I was actually filling in for a nurse who went on maternity leave and I believe she was going to be leaving. And then I was going to be, you know, the one to step into this role, but we weren't getting any flights. And this was not long after nine 11 and there was like all kinds of things happening, you know, in the flight industry anyway. And it was a time when there was a lot of accidents, which were happening in roto wing aeromedical transport across the country. And, um, most of them were happening at nighttime. And so everybody started clamping down on when a nurse or, or when flight programs could fly. And then I was on this orientation thing and, um, you have to get so many hours or so many flights, so many missions in before they'll let you off orientation, even though I was, you know, working part time, you know, as part of that flight company up to that point. Well, there weren't any flights during the day. They were all coming in at nighttime and, I wasn't allowed to finish my orientation at nighttime because there was all these investigations nationally going into all these aircrafts, which had gone down, you know, nighttime, you know, they were talking about, you know, should there be no more nighttime flights anymore? It was like, it was all this stuff. And, um, corporate came and they said, okay, we're going to have to do something here. You're going to have to go to a different state where we have a flight program that's like so busy. I mean, they're just like so busy. They don't even fly 24 hour shifts. They just can only do 12. They're like that busy. And they were fixing to send me out there. And I had this terrible feeling, this terrible, like something bad is going to happen. And like corporate was planning. They're like, we need you to get down there. It's just going to be one, you know, one day you're going to get all of your flights and it will be, it will be totally fine. And I couldn't sleep. Like I was just like, I just have a, a bad feeling like something is going to happen. Like, and I was, then I was trying to rationalize it. And I was like, well, is it because I'm in a new environment and there's new weather? It's not like Chicago weather. So, you know, it's, if you're not used to Chicago weather, we have like pop-up storms and and you've got to be on the lookout for that because it's, it's dangerous. Do they have that in, in St. Louis and is it a different aircraft and there's going to be things in different places and it's a different crew. There was like all the, you know, different landmarks. I mean, do I, do they have, you know, towers which are taller than ours here? Are we going to be like flying into the side of a tower? And it started to be so tense and just like, 
oh my God, like out of control that I, I told my manager, I said, I can't go. I just, I feel like something bad is going to happen and I can't go. And here's me thinking that they're going to do something to accommodate it. They didn't. They corporate came back and said, look, you have to make a decision. Either you're going to go to St. Louis and get, you know, your flights in, or you're going to have to resign. And I remember working with um, my flight crew those last two days and I told them and I said you know what I just I have a bad feeling like something is going to happen that has to do with helicopters and I remember one of our pilots telling me like Nick if you don't go you can't stay you can't fly with us anymore and I said I realized that but it's like something is just like something isn't right something dangerous is going to happen and he said he's like you know what my wife, this is the pilot, he goes, my wife, she always tells me this. I'm always telling her I feel like something bad is going to happen. And she's always telling me that I'm just being paranoid. Maybe you're just being paranoid. And I was like, no, this is, this is how it is. And it wasn't ultimately what happened is I, I had to make the decision. So I, I opted to resign my position. And it wasn't even, I think, 13 days after that, that one of the flight programs that were based here in was based here in Chicago crashed and all crew members uh lost their lives on that on that mission and after that that feeling that I had of impending doom it never it didn't come back again so I mean that was like major but I'm telling you that so that if you're experiencing (laughs) I guess issues or situations where you feel like I'm not sure if I can trust myself. I've got this gut feeling like really there's nothing pointing towards it. Like honest to God, your gut is always freaking right. And that includes when you're interpreting energy that comes from other people. That's going to help you. That's going to help you when you're moving your station on who to hang around and who not to hang around. Because energy never lies. And even though they might be speaking to you with a sunshine, smiley face, making eye contact, you're going to be able to discern whether or not they're full of S-H-I-T or, or what, what am I trying to say? Or they're honest or they're like they're in their integrity. Does that make sense? And it will it will completely change how you live your life. I think the next step is once you start to to learn these things and you're doing a few like test test runs if you would to see like is this really me? And for every person I know that it's a it's a highly unique journey. You're going to be able to see all the times where maybe you thought that you had like social anxiety and it actually wasn't. You're you're absorbing other people's energy because you don't always have social anxiety. It only happens in this, you know, this particular environment around this grouping of people or, you know, this geographic location. Or you're, you know, angry at a family member and having like made up arguments and conversations inside of your head before you ever even show up at this thing. And you're just, you're absorbing their energy before you get to the party. And it can be until you get a good leg up on this, it can be very volatile and it can really cause a lot of destruction and, and that 
mind, you know, repeating over and over and over and over again, different scenarios inside of your head. And it can keep you stunted and stuck for a long period of time until you learn a few different tidbits and then actually commit yourself to advancing and and learning more about that to gain mastery of it. So that at the end of the day, you're not being wildly led by your emotions. You have this arsenal of tools on how to command your emotionality so that you continue to make or you begin to make decisions from a place of peace and power rather than fear-based decisions like fear and chaos. Does that make sense? And that comes with that comes with the experience and, and with the knowledge as well. I know you're probably sitting there like, holy crap, like, that totally sounds like me. I know it does. That's why I'm bringing it up here. You're not crazy. That's the thing, is that once you start to see the pattern, like, how actually on point you totally are, it's a game changer. Like, after that, it doesn't matter what people say. It's like, it's one extra, like, solidification strategy on how not to give a shit and stay congruent with your forward momentum and forward steps and forward action. It doesn't matter what the other people say. And it will be the same exact path of progression. You are going to prove yourself or the the situation will come to pass. And after, you know, a series of however long it ever even takes, people will respect you and honor the fact that if you cease to step forward or you cease to participate or you say this doesn't feel right, like your people, your tribe will honor that 100%. And they won't force you, they won't cause you to like advance the line or anything like that. Where you're drawing your line in the sand is, is the stopping point. And it puts you back in your, in your position of power. Does that make sense? So again, the book, the books, the series, the author that you want to be looking for is Positive, I think it's Positive Energy by Judith Orloff. And then, oh, Emotional, is it Emotional Freedom? That might be the name of that yellow book by her that I was telling you about. And you know, she speaks when she writes, she just, she's got a really great writing voice that she's able to communicate with you rather than just trying to like speak words at you. And she gives you like a lot of personal situations. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. I'm practicing staying up later for late night champion mindset coaching calls. Uh, usually at late at night, I'm, I'm doing more build out on a website. Speaking this late is a little bit hard. (laughs) I think I'm going to try it standing up next time. It'll be a lot more effective. Get that blood going. (laughs) Every day is a new day. Every place is a new training ground. So thank you for your patience with that. But I promise you that once you start to really hone in and, and you're you'll pick up exactly what Judith Orloff is saying. Like she, she communicates in a way where you feel like she's sharing something with you. She's not talking at you. She's a great connector, even through printed word. 
but the stuff that she talks about, like, it's literally life-changing. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't even know that I didn't know. And that's when the best change actually can take place, is that when you suddenly learn something that you didn't know that you didn't know, it's very humbling, and it's, it's like, that's what we call a breakthrough. Like, woof! And after that, growth the speed and the velocity of, of the growth actually like, it's like three times as fast. So I hope that tonight, you know, the podcast that we had for you and the information that we shared with you is something that you can not just take to heart, but take to heart and then incorporate into a training program or a professional development program or you know, you're, you're having a keynote speaker or even, you know, your day-to-day relationships, like your life is in your relationships. And when you start to have mastery over those different areas of your life that used to swing so wildly, like magnanimous things and magnificent things can actually take place. It's never too late to course correct. I promise you that. I promise you that. And just decide what it is exactly that you want. All we have to do is simply find the right information so that we can come alongside you as you champion your goals and and nurture, have your spirit nurtured. And that's what we aim to do here. That's what I hope that we accomplished on this podcast. And what will continue to drive you back here, you know, to become very involved in, in our coaching communities, you can find us. Um, go to our website. We've got, you know, great um, resource there is, you know, like it's exclusive coaching resources for women. And um, you'll get contacts on, on our Women of Strength We've got a membership site there. It's got personal development, professional development, sales training, entrepreneurial training, you know, champion mindset training. You get access to our Facebook group where, you know, we do live streams with you. Things similar to the content that you that you heard on tonight's podcast, but, you know, in a, a visual forum there. Um, you know, things that are, are going to, to pull you closer to your goals. There's, an, there's like a link there on how do you actually contact me for either uh, personal coaching or if this is something that could benefit your team or your organization. Like I, I, I've developed this to be able to serve you in the highest capacity. And I'm merely the vessel, I believe, through which God speaks and and the voice of of wisdom actually speaks. And if anything that I say can, you know, assist you guys in moving your needles forward, please do not hesitate to contact me. Our website is www.transformationgold.org. The contact us button for right now is in the upper right hand corner of the screen. And uh, when you fill out all that information, either myself or one of my associates will be in contact with you within a 24-hour period. You know, we'll structure something which is beautiful and awesome and, and tailored to your unique situation or your agency's needs. So let's go out there. And I was going to say carpe or damn diem, but out here in Chicagoland, it's actually moving on 11 o'clock at night. 
So we're not taking on the day like we're we're brewing a cup of coffee and we're staying up for another few hours because we got work to do. Work to do. But it's been awesome having you here. And if there is anybody who could be served by listening to our podcast, please also invite them on. You know, you can find our podcast up on Apple iTunes, Google Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and then Anchor, um, Anchor FM. It's been awesome having you here. Again, this has been Nicole DeVincentis. I thank you so much for joining us tonight. Take care of yourself. Have a good night. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.